Yo, what's going on everybody? It is 3.03. Ooh, very late today. 3.03 in Chicago, Illinois. Sorry about being late, but it's time for another live stream. Today is Thursday, February 4th, 2021. And because it is Thursday, it is happy hour. Today, I always say, you know, come with your recovery beverage of choice. And I usually mean that as a euphemism for beer, but today I actually mean a recovery beverage. So we're gonna try something new, something I've never tried before, Noon Recover. And this is new for me in two ways. One, it's the first time I've tried Noon that's not in a tablet. And the first time I've tried any of their recovery beverages. Come to think of it, I'm not sure any of their recovery beverages come in non-tablet or in tablet form. I'm not sure, but we're gonna try it today. And today's a great day for it because I happen to be just very thirsty at the moment, so I just can't wait to tear into that. But first, before I do that, let's say hi to everyone listening on the podcast version, just the audio version of this conversation here with you guys. Hopefully you guys are having a good run, those of you listening in. And everyone watching this on YouTube after the fact, welcome. So glad to have you here as well. You can always feel free to participate in the chat, uh, in the comments, not in the chat because it's not live for you guys, but in the comments down below, and I'll try to respond to you guys down there as well. Let's see who we got here. Uh, <laughs> we got uh, Ben Y says three whole minutes late. I mean, that's, you know, I try to be here on time, but you know, like this new system now where when we're back in Chicago, where I have to like, I have to take everything down and then reset everything back up every day. Still always takes me like two to three minutes longer than I think it's always gonna take. So that's what's been going on. Stevie 76 is here, chairman of the happy hour subcommittee. Welcome Andrew, Andre Young it's from San Diego. Awesome. And everyone who's new here, welcome. So glad to have you. Let me know where you're listening in from if you're comfortable sharing that. Otherwise, if you just want to hang out and just take it all in, totally cool as well. If anyone has a running question, feel free to drop it into the comments or the chat. I'd love to try to answer them there. Uh, but sometimes I might miss them depending on like the pace of the chat. So uh, I'm not ignoring it, but just feel free to type it in a second time. Sorry, maybe you could just copy paste uh, and I'll try to make sure I get an answer for you guys. All right, Teddy Man Tactical wants to know about this noon recover. What are the ingredients on the label? Yeah, so this is something when I actually looked at the label, I was pretty surprised about what's in here because I just thought it'd be like more noon maybe a different composition of like electrolytes versus sugar, because I mean, that's kind of like, when I think of noon, I think of like electrolytes, you know? But what it has is um, only five grams of carbs, which is more than regular noon. Most of the noon that I drink tends to have only like a gram of carb in it, because I don't drink their like sport drink, I drink their like hydration, usually drink mixes. And uh, six grams of protein, 154 milligrams of chloride, chloride from sea salt and then 250 milligrams of salt um, from sodium citrate and sea salt so a good amount and 500 milligrams of potassium i'm not sure how much a banana has but i feel like i don't know maybe this is an equivalent to having a banana um, but the thing that really caught my eye about this and why i decided to pick it up is now you know i started talking about i'm on a 8k training plan so getting ready for the shamrock shuffle virtual event coming up in a handful of weeks we're doing a lot of speed workout. I wanted to try to make sure I supplement that with some, um, you know, proper fueling. And I thought this would be a good way to do that because it has um, five grams per serving of BCAAs, branch chain amino acids. The way that, um, so basically three grams of L-leucine, one gram of L-isoleucine and one gram of L-valine. And then there's one gram also of L-glutamine. So uh, the way that, noon describes it is it says that it is um 
a 3 to 1 to 1 BCAA branch chain amino acid blend that delivers the muscle recovery benefits of 30 grams of protein. So, yeah. I mean, and it has the normal kind of asterisk. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. Product intended to not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. So it's got that kind of warning on it. Uh, but yeah, so it's supposed to, according to this, say accelerate recovery, uh, exercise recovery, so that your body can replenish and optimize the time between cool down and your next nourishing meal. You'll be backing up and moving in no time. So that's what that's what this is. All right, let's see. Scroll down a little bit and see how everybody's doing. Um, Luke Ang says, um, recovery supplements tend to be pricey. I don't remember what this costs. I, bought, I just bought it on Amazon. I saw it and I just clicked buy and put it in the cart. So I actually don't know how much it costs. I'll have to check for that down below. Let's open up the container. Inside it's just, you know, powdery stuff. So I'm having a hard time focusing on that. There we go. Powdery. Um, let's get the scoop out of here. I think it's one scoop for 16 ounces. And one scoop to 16 mils of water. Not mils. Ounces of water. So we'll do that. It smells kind of funny. It's a lemonade flavor, but it doesn't kind of smell citrusy, but it smells like, I don't know, almost like creamy, milky in a way. Like almost like a yogurt smell to it. Alright, so we got that in here. I got my glass jar. This holds, I think, about 16 ounces. I think it holds about two cups. I thought I'd do this glass so that way it's clear and you guys can see it. You know, I do like the convenience of normal noon where you just drop the tablet. It's plop, plop, fizz, fizz kind of thing. I don't like to have to stir stuff. I guess I could put it normally like in a squeeze bottle. But cheers, everybody. We made it to Thursday. It needs a better stir, but um, yeah, I'm not getting a lot of lemonade flavor in here. It reminds me because there's like these like it's almost like particulates. See over here that are like kind of like not dissolving very well. It reminds me a lot of the science and sport tablets. Those don't dissolve very well, and um, you get kind of like this film. All right, we got uh, looks like we got Josh in here today. Good to see you. Um, let's see. Carrie Smith says amino acids are BCAAs. Yeah, Albert Long says hi. Um, let's see. Jason Dahl says, I was a little bit disappointed in the Podium series. When I ordered that container, it was like 50% full, kind of pricey for what they give you. Yeah, I'll have to take a look at that. I mean, mine didn't seem like it was empty, but I always feel like with some of these, I feel like it's relatively full. It was probably like two thirds of the way full. I'm sure. I'm I'm assuming like when it initially dumps into the container, it's a little bit more aerated, and so maybe it does kind of fill it up, and then as it settles, it kind of compresses or whatever. But I know that some companies. I'm not sure that's what's going on here. But like when I order stuff from Own, only what you need O W Y N, like. You, they use the same canister for two different sizes. So sometimes you'll just get, it will literally be just half full because it's like the same one size canister. Some companies do that. I think it's a very weird way to save money, but um, I don't know that could be it, but yeah. But but Jason, how did you like the product though in terms of like its performance other than the, the price? Mm, I'm interesting to see how this does for me. Carrie Smith said, does it taste any good? The taste so far, I mean, I think I still need some more mixing. It's kind of frothy at the top. You can kind of see that. Um, it's not dissolving super well. 
I think if I could really like put a lid on this and shake it a bunch, that'd be great. But you know what? One of the sounds that I really detest, uh, you know, like, you know, everyone's got their like ASMR sounds that they love to hear, sounds that I hate hearing. I'm fine with people eating. That is okay with me. The sounds that I really dislike is um, artificial mouse clicks on commercials. I hate that. Um, and I also hate the sound of when you when people have those shaker bottles, the things with the little ball inside and they shake it. I hate that sound. It drives me insane. But as far as the taste, I'm not sure I really like this taste. It doesn't... There's, there's nothing very noon about this product to me. Like, if someone was like, does this seem like it came from Noom? And I'd be like, no. Because of like the, the texture of it, it's like got that like, it's almost like foamy a little bit. Uh, it's a little bit thicker. Um, instead of like Noon is usually kind of just like very thin, like a flavored water almost. There's a little bit of citrusiness on the, like the back end, but like up front when you're tasting it, it almost is like shake-ish, you know? It's kind of weird. It's... I don't know. It's like, remember I was saying like it kind of smelled like there was like dairy or yogurt in it. I don't think there's dairy in this, but, um, yeah, I don't think that there is dairy in it. Cane sugar, natural flavors, dextrose, citrus acid, malic acid, and stevia leaf extract. So it doesn't look like there's any dairy in it as an ingredient, but like it kind of, there's like a, there's a thickness to it. There's a, a body to the liquid. I think I could enjoy this as like a post drink, you know, a post workout drink. I feel like my body could eventually learn to like crave this flavor. I could see myself doing that. But like as like something, noon is usually something I think of as like a fun drink. <laughs> I don't know that I would call this one a fun drink. Um, all right. Uh, Albert A129 says, I love the pineapples over here. Look at that says, thank you so much for the Ultra Boost 21 review. Greetings from the Dominican Republic. Awesome. Well, I hope you like it. You know, like, I I, I always want to like the Ultra Boost more than I do. Last year, I kind of liked it a lot. This year, uh, it's okay for me. You know, I think I'm going to ultimately enjoy it. But I always have such high hopes for it. I have such high expectations for it every year. And it never seems to meet it. Because I don't think that, like, they're making it for what I want it to be. But... Um, I also think that there's some people, and I'm hopefully I'm hitting the right notes in terms of like my, I guess, critiques of it, that people are listening for certain words that are like, oh, those are things that I do like. And so like hopefully for those of you who liked maybe like the Ultra Boost 19, for example, then you're like, oh yeah, I'm definitely going to like this Ultra Boost 21, so I will get it. Or I didn't like the Ultra Boost 19, so I won't get this one. You know, so the Ultra Boost reviews for me are always difficult to kind of navigate, but they always seem to be pretty popular, so I'm glad that people are watching and enjoying it. All right, um, let's see. Let's go up a little bit here. Mark Salzman coming in from Long Island says, "Go Yankees!" What's going on, Mark? Good to see you again. Carrie Smith is here as well. Yeah, <laughs> 150 milligrams of chlorine. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be funny. That that's quite that would be quite a typo, if that's what it wrote. If that's what it said here. <laughs> mm, yeah. Stevie seventy six wants to know which sea is the salt from. I'm not. You know, it doesn't it doesn't specify. It just says sea salt. Um, you know what's interesting about this too is that it says that it's manufactured in a facility that handles soy, dairy, wheat, tree nuts, shellfish, 
fish, peanuts, and eggs. So basically every of the major allergens, this is made in that same facility. So like, I don't know if who's making this for noon, you know, or which like packer that they're having make it, but it must be a company that does deal with a lot of stuff. Um, I don't know. I don't know if regular noon has the same warning. So I don't know if it's within noon's production facility. I don't know how big noon is, if they have like their own factory or not, but yeah. Uh, all right. Rob Van Spiron wants to know February equals invincible month. What does invincible month mean? It could be an invincible month, but I don't know what you mean by that. All right, let's scroll down a little bit further. Uh, ooh, Kerry Smith just got his 1080 version 11s first run tomorrow. Interesting. I hope you like it. You know, I, when I was listening to the um, Believe in the Run podcast, they were the guy. They had a guest from from New Balance, and he was saying that it was not a huge update, and that it had been a while since the 1080 version 10 had come out. And I was like, yeah, it has been a while, hasn't it? Um, and so like, I feel like part of me wonders if like they were worried about tinkering with it too much. So I anticipate that I'm really going to like that one too. And I'm not, maybe, maybe since I didn't like love the ultra boost 21, maybe I'll end up getting that one a little bit sooner. Christian says, just eat a slice of pizza. That's a recovery supplement. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's the future we're in where the future is now, right? Why isn't that a thing? Why can't it be that, like, we are able to make a pizza that, I mean, yeah, I mean, why? It's kind of like, uh, I don't know. The most recent example of it would be uh, Christmas Chronicles 2, when we go to North Pole, and they were like, we can't eat all these desserts. And Santa was like, no, 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 no. And the North Pole, these foods are all good for you because Mrs. Claus knows how to make all your favorite foods out of the foods you don't like to eat. It's like, why, why, why isn't that, like, where's the food scientist for that? Uh, we need, I mean, we need more Clark Griswolds in the world to work on like the, the coating of the, of the, what is it? Cornflakes in the morning. You know, that's what, his, that's what his project was. We need people to make like a recovery pizza. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine like if one day, instead of like ultra runners carrying little waffles like in their packs as they're running, they're ca carrying like little pizzas and they're like recovery pizzas, like little personal sized recovery pizzas the size of a street waffle. And it's got like all your proteins, fats, salts, uh, and sugars that you need to keep running like a 100 mile race. And like the champion is like sponsored by like Pizza Hut saying like, you know, when I need to be fueling at my top level for these ultra endurance races, I always make sure I bring my Pizza Hut waffles. That'd be, now that would be the future. <laughs> Oh, man. All right, my mouse is frozen here. Right, let's get it moving. Where'd it go? It's stuck. All right, I'm going to have to use the regular just computer. All right, let's scroll down here. <laughs> Josh wants IV stroop waffles. That's funny. <laughs> oh, man. Vegan Runner says, well, they'd probably still be carrying stroop waffles too. They might be. They might be because, like, why not? It's a good food. This camera's, like, a little bit weird today. See, I set it up differently every day, so no. Every day is a little bit different. All right. Uh, Anik Dam says, I vote for a recovery taco. I mean, like, why can't, like, here's the thing. is like, why isn't, like, a burrito, like, a thing? You know, like, I feel like a burrito, like, two things. One, I feel like Jimmy John's should try and sponsor, like, an endurance athlete. Because a Jimmy John's sandwich fits in a running vest. I've tried it before. 
It does. You could fit two, one on each side. So you could have two Jimmy John's sandwiches. Do you guys have Jimmy John's where you guys are? I love Jimmy John's sandwiches. They make a good veggie sandwich. Um, like I feel like that could be, <laughs> be a thing. Um, but like a burrito would also work really well. Um, I think that's something you can also do. Sorry, she needs me to like perforate, cut the perforations on something for her. So, but like tacos would be good, but tacos generally, when I think of tacos, I think that they're always kind of like messy. A burrito though is something that you can eat like while moving. It's a hand, it's a handheld, it's more of a handheld food to me. So I don't know. TV76 is taco and chocolate milk recovery. Uh, yeah, I mean, it could, that could work, I guess. Jeff Valley thinks Chipotle is definitely a recovery food. Yeah, I mean, is it is it just everybody loves Chipotle or is it that runners love Chipotle? I think I think everybody loves Chipotle, right? Is that what it is? I mean, I've been seeing it a lot. Maybe it's just because of like the times that we live in right now, and like Chipotle is the only place we can go like out to eat, but quote unquote. But um, I see a lot of Chipotle on YouTube right now, um, and I watch a lot of you, you running YouTube. But you know, when I was, I'm thinking back to the last time I was in Chipotle, which was like a year ago at this point. A lot of the people there, there's always a Chipotle by a gym in Chicago. And um, a lot of people there, you know, you get a lot of, like, no rice, double meat kind of orders. Um, and so, like, a lot of people into fitness are enjoying Chipotle. I'm still a big fan. You know, I know they had their they had their roller coaster with all, like, the, what was it? Sal Salmonella? E. coli? Something like that. They had that big scare. Remember, they, they just had no handle on it for a really long time. And people know that I like Chipotle, so all my friends were like, are you guys still eat? Are you still feeding that to your children? I'm like, yeah, like twice a week we are. So, that's, yeah, we sure are. Um, Jeff Valley says, um, where'd it go? My kids are not runners and they love Chipotle. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Patrick Fong has never had Chipotle before. I mean, if you, I'm not saying it's authentic Mexican food, but it's, it's tasty food. I really enjoy it. Mmm. Yeah. Rat says, you just got to find your inner abuelita and make that Mexican food. Yeah, you know what? Um, I've been hearing this story about... Um, who who was it? It was some, someone's celebrity. Was, someone famous was buying out all the tamales from all the abuelas that were selling the tamales so they didn't have to sit outside in the snow. So, like, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure it's not just Chicago, but there's a lot of cities where people will spend a whole bunch of time making their tamales. They're nice and piping hot. You put them in a cooler. The cooler stays hot, and you just sit by the cooler, and you sell your tamales out of that. Um, there used to be a bar that my wife and I used to go to. This was way before we had kids. Uh, they had no food service in it. It was called Tiny Lounge. It was right underneath the brown line. And um, there would be a tamale guy that would come there. Like Basically, I don't know if he... Like he saw me go in and then so he followed us in there or what but every time we would go i would buy like all not all the tamales but i would buy a lot of tamales because i just love i love tamales that's another like very convenient food i feel like that could uh go well in a pack and it's already kind of like mushed so if it got smushed a little bit more it wouldn't make a big deal so i feel like that'd be a good good option sorry i'm, I'm cutting i'm cutting out more things for her Here. All right. <laughs> Rats, Chicago. The Tamale Man is an amazing Chicago story. It's a great story. Um. All right. 
Running Crazy said, would you rather shave your hair or run 100K? I've done both. Well, I've shaved my hair before and I'd like to run on 100K. So neither are like stuff that I don't want to do. Right now though, my hair is very long, but it's not long enough. So it's like always in the way. So I'm kind of getting pretty annoyed with it right now. So shaving it sounds pretty nice. Um, running 100K, I would love to do that with people. There's no way I want to do that by myself. I did a 50k by myself. That was not. That wasn't terrible. But you know, if I'm gonna go double that, I'm gonna wait till there's people to cheer me on, to have conversations with. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Josh says in the long run says Chipotle has a secret menu. I think. Well, we do. I mean, we get quesadillas from them all the time. The kids usually like them. Um, but they'll make a big quesadilla for you or like if there's Chipotle has kids meals kind of technically and um, they'll make little quesadillas as well but you can also get the quesadillas with meat in it too if you wanted that so that's like I guess as much as we know about a secret menu what's annoying is that they have it's not it's never on the app so I'd like to be able to order well before when we were busier I would love to be able to order on the app ahead of time pick it up on the way to like picking up the kids but the kids only like the quesadillas. So, you know, that make, I, I won't be able to do that. So that's been annoying. All right, Martha says, we just received a promising order of Oaxaca and black mole paste. Oh, can't wait to try it, love mole. The ingredients are amazing and numerous. That sounds mysterious and tasty. I wanna eat that. That sounds really good. Mm. CJ says, I heard Taco Bell has great breakfast. No would have guessed it, but breakfast burritos are hard to mess up. I, I love a good breakfast burrito. Um, in Iowa, the burritos are generally not great. But you can one can find decent breakfast burritos in Iowa. Uh, most breakfast anything is really good. I feel like, I don't know if it's because it has roots as a, I mean, it still is very, very much like a, an agrarian community. Uh, breakfast is a very important meal of the day. So, like, the best Iowan pizzas, breakfast pizza. The best I Iowan Mexican food, breakfast burritos. Not that that's, like, a stretch to call it Mexican food, but breakfast burritos, also very good. Brian, he says, I like Chipotle, but wish they would wrap their burritos tighter. They always fall apart so easily. I mean, sometimes you got to get the double wrap. Um, cause I mean, it, it, they film so much, you know, what's crazy though is like, you know, I know that like, they're kept keeping them at a certain temperature. They're steaming them. There's probably, is there, is there a lard in all their tor tortillas? I feel like there must be, uh, I've never really looked at it or if it's just vegetable shortening or what, but like, they're so stretchy compared to like, if you tried to, if you tried to put anywhere near amount, that amount of food in a tortilla at home, there's just no way you'd be able to do that. Um, so like on the one hand, yes, I totally agree. But on the other hand, we're asking a lot of those burrito wraps so, so or those tortillas, you know? So it's like, uh, I see your point, but you know, we're kind of doing it to ourselves a lot of the time, I think. <laughs> Jeff Elliott says for about, um, Chipotle, it's quick and easy and good for vegan slash vegetarians, which is why we like it. Yeah, definitely for sure. If you're trying, I think it's a really great way to go dip into vegetarian territory is a place like Chipotle for sure. Uh, all right. <laughs> Carrie Smith says one burrito at Chipotle easily clears a thousand calories. 
and I imagine a ton of salt too. So like if you are low on salt, like if you've just come back from a long run, I feel like a Chipotle burrito is recovery food. <laughs> For sure. Oh. All right, Matt says, watch my first Ed Bud review today. What a guy. Hard to tell if he's serious or not. Puma, really? Right? And seem to be different sizes, yet he loves Puma. I mean, so, well, I think a lot of that is like the, the British side. Like sometimes I'm like, is this... Am I missing the joke here sometimes, or is this British humor? But he's like, that's his sensibility. That's how he approaches it. That's what, for me, makes it so lovable as well. Um, he's serious. He does joke, but he's, you know, he's serious. I think he really likes the Puma. Puma's a weird company. I feel like, I feel like by the end of this year, we're gonna be saying, not. I mean, I haven't tried any of their shoes, but from the buzz that I'm seeing so far, I feel like. This time next year, we're going to be saying, like, remember when no one was, nobody was talking about Puma? I feel like we're going to be saying that. I have a feeling. Um, and Josh says, Jimmy John's bread got, like, 1,500 milligrams of sodium. Does it really? That must be why it's so delicious. I love it. Josh said, the first, the first, first flat in high school was the Puma cell. Hmm. I think that like for me running in high school, I had all like Asics shoes because they were pretty cheap, except for my spikes. My spikes were always Nike spikes. I at one point had a cross country flat. You could put in studs or like, like not spikes or spikes in them. Um, so it was pretty versatile and I bought them because of that versatility, but they were a size 11. So like way gigantic. I had to really tie those things down. And it was one of those things, maybe that's why I hate that so much. Whenever like the two sides of the shoe over the tongue, when they start to come in close to each other, I really hate that. Hoka, that happens a lot with Hoka shoes. It's been less lately, but it used to happen like with all their shoes for me. But like that shoe, like the two sides of the shoe were like touching because I was trying to like get it locked down so tight. <laughs> Um, Caleb Effort says, are there more collabs in the future with Edbud and Andy? You know, I, we don't have anything on the books, but we definitely should. I mean, maybe we'll get back together for the, I mean, Ed and I did a collab review of the Ultra Boost 20 last year. So maybe we'll get back together, do another one for 21. So we'll say, we'll see. Um, yeah. And it says, I like that Edbud seems to really enjoy making his videos. He has a un quite a unique style. Yes. There's no one like Ed. That's for sure. Dalton Scale says, are there any good Puma running shoes that have been recently released? Um, I haven't tried any of them, so I'm not sure. The one that I'm looking at, I've been seeing a lot lately, is the Puma like Deviate Nitro. It looks like it's a nitro foam shoe. They, for a while, had a Boost-like shoe. It looked exactly like Boost. But like like every other like bubble of it was like a colored like gray or something like that. It was, it was kind of unusual. And now I don't know if they're still using that compound or if they switched over to like a nitrogen based, you know, foam, kind of like uh, um, Skechers Performance or ZNA Flash with Brooks. So I'm not sure. Um, oh, Rats Chicago says Molly Seidel is now an athletic consultant for our running club. I got to get in a Zoom call the other day and it was fantastic. What an amazing athlete. She makes it hard to ignore Puma. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, 
I feel, I mean, on the one hand, like, I, I saw, like, when uh, she announced that, like, she signed with Puma, I was like, that must have been a lot of money. Or I'm like, well, you know, she's kind of had um, a little bit of a comeback. She, like, strikes it big, so you got to take your shot, and you get that big contract when you can, kind of thing. So I'm like, good for her, go out and get it. But then on the other hand, I'm like, but, you know, she's been uh, a pretty impressive runner for a long time. Like, I can't imagine, like, just being like, yeah, the shoes aren't that great, but, you know, the money's good. Like, I don't, I can't, so, like, that makes me feel like someone at her level isn't just going to be, like, you can't go from running in, like, triumph, Triumphs and Endorphin Pros and loving those to, like, well, I'll run in something mediocre. So that's why I'm thinking, like, this, these are got to be good. So we'll see. Um, CJ says, please review Puma shoes while in Iowa and fit in the line. I almost Puma pants. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's very funny. Jason Dahl says, I only found one good burrito in the state of Iowa. It was at a place called the Flying Burrito on campus at Iowa State University. This was over 13 years ago, so my judgment was skeptical as, as best. It could be. I mean, a lot, 13 years is a lot of time, so there could have been a lot of changes. There is a Chipotle in Dubuque, I believe. Yeah. There is a Chipotle in Dubuque now. It's right next to the Chick-fil-A, I think, if I remember correctly. Uh, but yeah, I think that they're, you know, I think that on the college campuses, that's probably your best bet for at least, I'm not going to say like authentic Tex-Mex burrito or like Cali-Mex burritos, but at least like a tasty burrito. I feel like those are going to be your best bets. There is a Mexican restaurant in Dyersville. We haven't eaten there before. I haven't eaten there before. We tried some of the Chinese food not bad i mean it's freezer to fryer type of stuff so like it's hard to mess that up but it wasn't terrible all right <laughs> ratchet guy says gosh can you imagine coming back from a separated pelvis yeah i don't know i don't know i mean like just the resolve to be like yep i'm gonna recover from this and and by the way i'm gonna make an, an olympic marathon team that's, I mean, that's pretty, that's, um, that's a lot of courage right there. Uh, Brian James Pond says, what are your thoughts on Carhu shoes? I've never tried them. I'm interested in them, but like, it's also, I'm also kind of like skeptical about them a little bit. I, I know they're like the captive brand of, uh, Fleet Feet, right? Is that where it comes from? I think so. Um... Josh says, Nike seems to be cutting and lots leaving, I feel like. I think HQ got rid of 500 employees because of COVID. Really? Is that what it is? Wow. I mean, hmm. I mean, I guess that could be more than just, like, running. So it's, because I feel like running shoes have got to be doing pretty well right now. But, you know, there's a lot more to Nike than just the running. But also in Nike news, though, did you guys see that um, Steeple Squigs is leaving the Bowerman Track Club? That's surprising news. I feel like, I mean, I feel like she was one of the hearts of the team, you know? Because if, if you ever saw, like, you know, if you saw, like, let's say on, you're on YouTube or on your Instagram and you're like, you see the title, Bowerman Track Club behind the scenes, who do you think is going to be in that video? Or who do you think is going to be the one, like, carrying around that camera? It was her, right? And, like, Fast Parade Friday, I don't know. I just feel like her leaving uh fast kate kate grace left a little while ago too it's a lot i mean i'm not sure that those things are connected 
I mean, I don't, I, I don't know where they're going instead. I think that they're, my understanding is they're all still Nike athletes, but they're just not going to be training in Portland. So maybe I've got that wrong. That's my thoughts on that. But, um, well, that's my, kind of my understanding on that. But it's, um, you know, I suppose she was there for a long time. I think Kate Grace was there for a long time, too. Maybe I'm wrong on that one as well. But I'm not sure. It'll be interesting to see where they go. Um, all right. Ooh. Rat Chicago said, PR'd my 10K today. 56 minutes with a good amount of walking, training for the shuffle. All right. Well, oh, man. You know what? You caught me off guard today. I was thinking, you know, no one's going to have a PR today. So I don't need the bell. But here we go. Rat Chicago, this one's for you. Where is it? There it is. Nice. Congratulations on the PR today. Good work. When did you do it? Because it's super windy out there today. I mean, right now it's a blizzard, pretty much. I ran later in the day today. I ran at like 11.30. It still wasn't snowing yet, but the winds were insane. So I was like, well, you know, the tailwind will be nice. And <laughs> it was. So hopefully, um, hopefully you didn't get too bad of the weather this morning. Looks like my mom's here. Hi, Mom. How are you? Hopefully you're digging out from the snow. Or hopefully you don't have to do too much digging out at all. Um, yeah. Uh, let's see. Brian James says, The Carhu is a very comfortable shoe, but I'm not sure if it's longevity. Uh, didn't buy them, but they were very comfy. Yeah, I'm not, I've never really seen anyone running in them. But Or if I have seen them, I didn't know what they were. You know, that kind of thing. So. Um, yeah. Chris Yao thinks, or says, pro running in those camps seems so intense that it regularly needs to implode and start again with a different mix of peeps. Yeah, I wonder, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know what, you know, I, I don't really know why the, the change was, but, um, yeah, I suppose, like, with certain teams, it'd be good to mix it up um, and have different, like, pieces, people, players moving in and out. So, you know, I can, I can understand that. So I never, I don't try to, like, read anything into, like, someone's leaving. But when someone's been there for that long, then it's like, oh, well, that's kind of something else, you know. Ormagon wants to know, what's the uh, most amount of mileage you've ever put into a shoe? I think I put like 370 miles into the Epic React. Uh, I don't normally hold on to shoes for very long. Uh, CJ says, tailwinds are a myth. Headwinds are very much a real thing, though. Yeah, I feel like tailwinds and downhills are analogous. Like, if you do an out and back, the benefit of the downhill is nowhere near as rigorous as the effort of the uphill. Similarly, the benefit of the tailwind is nowhere near as powerful as the, the drain on you as the headwind. That's how I feel about it. Will Willing says, I installed the Strava app and uploaded my runs from the Garmin 245, and all the runs were shorter on the Strava app than on the Garmin. Garmin. Is that common? I don't know if that's common to have like 100% of them shorter, but it's not it is common for the numbers to be different slightly. And that's because um, there's like the GPX file, um, like the actual data points, like think of it as like, you know, minute one, second one, GPS location, right? Minute two, second one, you know, GPS, or however frequent it, sorry, I moved my hands over the camera, now I'm out of focus. Um, so there's like that raw data and then the apps all will take that data and do smoothing and kind of figure out like, all right, well, at one moment he's here, then he's a quarter mile away, and then he came back. Maybe we need to get rid of that data point or it does some sort of like, you know, 
smoothing of the data. And so um, same thing when your data uploads to another service from Garmin to Strava, it does the same thing. I get the same thing on my Polar Watch. My Polar Watch number will be different than my Stride number, which will be different than my Strava number. The reason for that is the Polar is recording one thing and doing its smoothing thing. The, stri the Stride, um, I think, does the same thing where it just does its own kind of like analysis of it. Or is the Stride number different? I'm not sure. I haven't actually looked at it that closely. But the, the Strava and the Polar can definitely vary. Mm. Remy wants to know, when are we going to see you on Zwift now that you're back where you have it set up? Here's the thing. We left that bike back in Iowa. So I don't, it's, we brought it to Iowa thinking that we would use it there. But, um, I mean, the weather got cold there, but it never got so nasty that I was like, I can't go outside. Um, and I would, I did think that I was going to use it more and just like toil away in the basement, but I ended up not using it. And then like on the way back, we're like, I don't got room for that right now. So, um, I, I don't have the bike available right now. So, yeah. Um, yeah, Martha says, for me, when I click the correct distance option on Strava, it gives me more mileage and better pace than Garmin. Well, that makes sense. More mileage would be the same amount of time and better pace. But, you know, that's always nice to see, too. It's good for the confidence, right? Yeah, and M. Salmasian says, elevation gain loss is also very different, I found. I haven't really noticed that. I never really looked at that that closely, but I don't, normally don't keep an eye on my elevation gain that closely. I've noticed that they have been different at times. But I don't know if it's been like every time. I'm not sure why that would be either. That makes less sense. Because I feel like, yeah, I don't know. It makes a little bit less sense to me. I can think of a couple of reasons why it might be, but nothing that I know of for sure. But something that has been very confusing for me is, you know, I've got, I've run with a variety of watches with barometric altimeters in them along the lakefront here in Chicago. And most of my routes out here are out and backs or pretty close to an outback. Maybe there's like a little bit of a little fish hook kind of thing or something at the end or something, but for the most part, an out and back. But my elevation profile never looks symmetric. It's just, I don't know what the deal is with that. All right, vegan one Doing, doing the doing the work for us says I looked into the benefit of a tailwind it's about one-third easier than running into the wind so way more resistance when running into the wind and much benefit with the and not too, not too much benefit and it much benefit with the wind behind you yeah that's I mean that's I think that's agreeing with my general kind of like gut feeling on it I think um uh, Shannon says her elevations are very different in Strava versus the Garmin 235. Hmm. All right. Uh, hmm. Aaron says the elevation on my Garmin is garbage. I'm guessing there's a way to fix it, but I haven't looked into it. Yeah, Josh says, I like training by heart rate. I don't even wait for the GPS to catch. I, I haven't been really waiting for my GPS to kind of log on anymore or like to like to connect anymore. I usually don't do that. Sometimes I'll wait, but for the mo especially in the winter, uh, I'm not waiting around. Uh, I, I go by the foot pod anyway, so I have, I have that to track my distance. And then, yeah, I mean, 
the more and more that I think about um, training and, you know, even with the more and more like stuff that you can have to, to track metrics, it always leads me more to the idea of we should be training by some sort of measure of intensity, whether it's heart rate or power um, and time. So measure your work by time or your rest by time um, and uh, even your easy runs by time rather than by distance. Um, you know, then it gets harder. Then I mean, like, does it get harder? Then it's kind of like, you know, I'm a 60 mile a week guy to say like, I'm a nine hour a week person. Is that different? I'm not sure. But yeah, I don't know. The more I think about it, the more I'm just like heart rate or power. Both are kind of like, we'll get you there. Um, but time seem the time of work and the time of resting or not rest, but easy running seems to be like really important. Um, I'm finding maybe that's something everyone else already knew, but it just seems to be for me. All right. Joshua Eastwood says, I got the Apple watch series six and records everything quite accurately with Strava. Well, that's nice. That's nice. Cause like I have the, I have, it's been a while since I have an Apple watch. I'll probably get seven, but like, um, I've been still using the Apple watch four. And like that one was really bad um, to the point where I, I sought out apps that would let me turn off or not intentionally. Cause I think it would borrow a lot. It relied heavily on the iPhone. And so I would look for watches that would specifically like don't use an iPhone if it's nearby kind of thing. So it was like, there was a lot of like stuff happening that you weren't realizing that was happening that I always had to like turn off. Remy says, cyclists measure watts per kilogram. It's the ultimate equalizer. Yeah. I mean, my stride, the foot pod gives me that kind of number. Um, but I always, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's because it's always in watts per kilogram, you know, and I'm like, I don't know what that means. So I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah, giving us the formula for quasi-steady flight with zero climb angle if I want to do my own headwind tailwind calculations. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> All right, let's get one more in here and then I'll get going for today. Gary B, and we'll end with this one today. It says, think about getting a course pace too. Anyone know if the course app tracks your shoe mileage like Garmin Connect? Oh, good question. I don't know. But I don't use any of the watch apps to track my shoe mileage. I, I actually track it two ways. I track it in an Excel sheet or a Google sheet, like a spreadsheet. And I also generally track it in Strava. Strava is where I do all the shoe tracking. Just because, like, after a while, I was, like, bouncing between different, like, watches. And I was like, well, I, I still need to be able to track the shoe. What's the one constant? It's always Strava. So that's where I've been doing that. But from what I hear, I mean, on paper, the Coros Pace 2 looks amazing. I have experience with the Coros Apex, which spec-wise is pretty similar to the Coros Pace 2. And I did really think that that was a very capable watch. So I think it's a pretty good watch. I don't know the answer on that shoe mileage question, though. But there are ways around it if it doesn't. All right. I think that's a good place to end it for today, guys. I'm almost done with my noon uh, recover. Not recovery. It's called noon recover. Um, you know, 
I'm I'm starting to like it. It seems less like, or maybe the thickness is bothering me less, or maybe it just takes a little bit more time to absorb, right? But it's now just seems like a pretty sweet, almost syrupy drink. It's tasty. I think I could get used to this. I am gonna try it for a little while longer and see how much I like it. I'll probably have it, I don't know about every day, but after workouts for sure. So um, I'll let you know how it goes. But so far, a little bit weird, but overall good. Tomorrow's video is going to be about a new set of earbuds at an amazing price. So we'll uh, talk about that tomorrow. I'm pretty. I'm actually pretty surprised. They're good earbuds, but the price is, is, is really good for what you're getting. So I'm actually pretty excited. To, sometimes I'm not so excited about some of the earbud reviews. This one I'm pretty excited about. And then we'll do another live stream in the afternoon. Oh, also, also. I'm going to be doing, uh, I think we're doing it on Instagram. I'm going to be talking with Believe in the Run, talking with Thomas, talk about that um, Craft CTM Ultra Carbon a little bit more. So if you want to check that out, that'll be tomorrow. I believe it's 1 p.m. Central Time. But it's on the Instagram story. Thomas put a countdown on it. So that's the that'll be the official time for that. So I'll be there, and I'll still do the live stream 3 p.m. Central Time. So hopefully between one of those things, I'll see you at some point tomorrow. In the meantime... Be safe out there, everybody. Thanks.